with, you know, with Dominion and Epic. It's well, exclusive what's the on Vox Power 373. So, uh-huh. I mean, I, but you know, since I'm supposed to be doing, you know, the, the intro, but it's okay. But, you know, the B normally stands for the blacks. The G stands for the gays. The K the, stands the for gays. the keys, And the, the, H stands, the H stands so for dramatic. the humans. We need to change on this side it of the table. to the, the, the D-B-G-K-A show for the dramatic black, gay, kinky, human. Ooh, and I locked up off his car, then knocked the mic off. I thought I knocked the mic off. So wait a minute, let me make sure I understand this correctly. Mm-hmm. You're gonna add the D as if you if there's as if there's no drama in your life? Oh, there's no drama in my life. I'm saying I stay drama free like Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and on top of that, you know what else? There's no hateration in this dancery. <laughs> but your asymmetrical inverted bomb is not shaking like Mary's does. Not at all, you know, but I got that Mary. <laughs> That was a blowout cut with just shaking. It was like a, it was like a t- up, updated version of Mo, of, of Mo for Three Stooges. Yes, like it's a Mo cut. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. Anyway, hi, kitten. <sighs> so, how, how was you? your week? Well, first of all, I, my week was good, but let's not even about me. Welcome back, but she was already down and hanging out with Dory and Corey. I, I know, you know, Hurricane Dory and Corey, you know, tried to get the girls together. What's up, Billy? You know, and when we got there, you know, so here, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I. Go ahead. Have uh, I I was with uh, Papa Ours, Savant, and o- Orion and Cal. So the five of us checked into our lovely little chateau. It looked from the outside kind of like a broke down version of the bro- uh, the the Golden Girls house. So it really <laughs> wasn't broke down at all, but it needed no. I don't I, I don't care for. I mean, I'm fine with it. Right. No, I, I just, it's okay. Go ahead. I'm fine with either. I mean, we'll make it work. Right. Right. That's another off-air conversation. Right. But, uh, so, you know, the house was the you have ho- to film you all in on that because you know, my wheels are turning now. It's, <laughs> we're gonna, I just, we're just draining. We're going to come back. Just draining. Yeah, we're going to come back. So, um, the house was nice, but it needed about maybe five to $10,000 worth of like cosmetic work. Like, you know, they needed to paint, you know, they needed to do a good real scrub down. You know, we met the housekeeper on the way out, but you know, in Orion and Cal's room, there was uh, like a, a bottle of Gatorade under the bed that had gotten left there in my bathroom. Of course, of course, of course I got the bathroom, the bedroom with the bathroom in it. Cause you know, there was like black, uh, long brown hairs on the tile wall in the bathroom, and I was like, "Girl, I don't." That is not your color. That's not my color at all. You are like fifty. You are like fifty-eight or fifty-nine. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, so it needed a little work, but the pool was cute. Okay. The pool was very cute. The hot tub did get very hot. It didn't bubble though. So and so like they have normally. So normally when you stay at the, how the hell you have a hot tub that heat up but don't bubble? It had jets. So, you know, there was definitely jets, and the jets okay. were strong, but it didn't, like, bubble. Okay. So it wasn't a jacuzzi. It was a hot tub. Okay. Well, that's fine. 
But the thing is, is that, you know, normally when you check into a house, it's like a cute little book that's all typewritten and it gives you like the instructions for how to, you know, operate the pool and the hot tub and, you know, the lights and everything. Or not somewhere on the wall next to it or something. No, it's in a book. It's always been in a book every time that I've stayed at a property, particularly in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. This one, the book was handwritten. Half of the pages were handwritten. Then the pages that were typewritten, so it was like, you know, the turn uh, on. No, slide. We don't do those type of establishments. I, well, you know, let me, let, let me not speak for him. I, I, don't, I don't do those type of establishments. I would never do a place where there's a dead hooker under, you know. But, no yeah, man. but I'm just saying. But anyway, go ahead. Mm-hmm. We stay in the gayest and, you know, classiest of neighborhoods. You know, it, it, had, it was called. Stroll. No. Oh. It was called Coral Estates, a Coral Shores Estates. See, that, we gonna but this is for Lauderdale, no. So this is this is this was almost like a gated community. Well, so you, you know, it estates, had the, it had the pylons with the uh, with the gold lions and everything, and the houses see, were really nice. Right. There were houses ranging from you know on the low end of uh, maybe one hundred fifty grand all the way up to like half a million plus. Listen, so it was cute. You know, anywhere where there's a Heights View Terrace or Gardens, it's a it's a project type of situation. It was so, not the project so at when all. You, when you translate listen, that into Florida and you say estates, no. If you say estates or manor, there's some seediness mm-hmm. going on with that. No, so that's no, the, no, no, I'm, no, I'm no. just saying. It was a lovely, I mean, it's not a bad thing. I'm just no, saying. No, it was a lovely. It was a lovely abode. Okay. And we had. It was a great. A location for which to launch our Fort Lauderdale adventures. We uh, got to hang out with our brothers and uh, a couple of the pledges. Okay. And, you know, we had lovely... Um, Deep South, what's up? Naked pool and hot tub time. You know, hey, it was, people. you know. Uh, you, you always got to get a place that has, you know, high walls. Well, so, you know, because the moment, you know... We got to the house, you know, clothes came off, time to get in the hot tub. Yeah, was, so. That was like ball soup. Yes. Yeah, it was like ball soup. Okay. So, you know, first thing we got to do is uh, go shopping. Okay. All I needed to get <laughs> was some fucking distilled water and mixers for the liquor. So which you could have picked up at a CVS or something. But I got to get the still water. So I just went to, we went to Publix. Because, okay. you know, sometimes they, they, were out, they were already out when I had passed, up, passed by the CVS. Okay. So anyway, so we get to the Publix. And it's, again, it's me, Orion, Savant, Papa Ours, and Cal. Or Carl. Bitch. The first clue was when, so I got the basket, right? And then <laughs> Savant grabs a little, like, hand basket. And then he trades that in for another basket. And I'm like, I look at his husband, Papa Urs. I'm like, what, what, what's happening? What's, what's, what's going on here? He was <coughs> just let it go. Bitch. They picking up all of this stuff and all of this food, like food, food, like cooking food, like eggs and bacon and sausage and let, bread. Let him get it all. And I was, I was like, what? What's, what's going on here? He was like, well, we need... And, you know, then he... Savant is one of the smartest people I know, but, like, sometimes he's can be a little childlike in his response. Because, like, he kept... He, he would say stuff, and then, like, he would catch the look on me or Papa Ur's face, and he... Like, you know how he look so here, you're doing saying, something? Are you trying to say he's, like, a natural blonde? Is that what you're trying to say? It's a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. bit. A little bit. But, but I love you, you, know, I love you to we death. Love you. I love you to death. But... <laughs> 
And so I'm sitting there like, why are we getting all of this food? And he was like, but but we gotta have food in the house. How are we supposed to eat? I was like, we're on vacation. We go to restaurants. <laughs> like if that man that was literally, and, and so that that was what it came down to. He was like, but I want to cook for everybody. I was like, the kitchen as is long wide open. as all I have to do is be awakened by the smell of bacon. Listen. Then the I was to be waking up. The best the best way to wake up is with bacon in your nose. Exactly. So Saturday morning, they got up and fixed a lovely breakfast. Let's just be clear. We had bacon. We had cheese eggs. We had honey biscuits. Uh, they cooked pancakes as well. They had coffee. You know, we had juices and everything. So it was it was a lovely. It was a one hundred percent lovely breakfast. Okay. Raisin toast. I mean, everything was wonderful. But the other days we went out to eat. But then. So, you know, Savant never lived through a hurricane before and is always a, you know, a little bit of nervousness, right? Okay. So as it became clearer that we might get hit by the hurricane, now even I started to get just the tiniest bit worried, mainly because, like, if the power goes, because, you know, you can't go to the restaurant if, if right. all of the power goes out. And then we sitting there like, what is we go? You know what I'm saying? Because uh, you know, dry a, ice a, and a, a bucket. A, and, a, yeah. a, a quick digression. Remember when we had snowpocalypse and snow get snowmageddon back yes, to back? Yes. And I remember I took my ass to the grocery store because it was over the, the first one was over the weekend. So I remember I took my ass to the grocery store on Thursday. I was like, girl, this ain't gonna be nothing. I bought myself a couple of steaks and like two chicken breasts. You know, some potatoes to make some mashed potatoes. I was like, girl, I'm just have a fat boy meal and sit in here and enjoy myself. It's between Snowmageddon and then Snowpocalypse. When I got back home that Thursday, I did not leave the house for 13 days. Yeah. I am glad that I'm the, I usually cook in large batches, but I was pulling shit out from the back of the refrigerator. Yes, you know, you know that chili that I made like three years ago. So that was flashing through my mind. Being and I, you know, even worse, that's not my house, so I so don't have like a backup. Right. Of food, so we was buying, you know, extra stuff. It was like in case we were stuck there for a couple of days. We trying to find flashlights, and so by the time we did it, all the other nervous Nellies in South Florida had left. No, bitch, it was like no flashlights. Oh, we we went to like three, four different stores before we found flashlights. Luckily, we had bought water. Then all of that shit ended up being for naught because you know it sort of, you know, first of all, shout out to all of our friends uh, in the islands, especially the Bahamas, because uh, yes. they, they, everything that Dori, uh, Hurricane Dorian didn't, did, do. didn't do in Florida, it did it there. Did there. Yeah. And a hundred times worse. And see, I also wasn't worried, because I lived through Hurricane, uh, Hurricane Katrina. I was on the 22nd floor of... Uh, the Biscayne Bay Marriott, mm. watching that glass flex in and out. Because remember, what happened was when it came ashore, it came ashore right across Miami. So I'm literally watching as, you know, and you can, when you saw the eye wall, you could literally see the wall, the eye wall and this blue sky and sun shining. Wow. And that took like, you know, that took like an hour to pass by and that shit started shaking and rattling again. Wow. So I lived through all of that. So I was like, you know, I'm on the ground floor, but now I was like, well, bitch, we right by a canal. Shit, you know, so yeah. I was like, maybe this the best might place be. To be is in the middle of a tall building, like in the middle floors. Like not yeah, not by the glass, though, because, you know, I'm an architect, so all I saw was that glass shattering. shattering. Not so, and the shattering part isn't the, the problem. It's the me being sucked out. 
well. of the hotel because that's what happened in New Orleans because it was like a category three when it made landfall in uh, Miami. Then it made it to the Gulf, strengthened, and it, it slammed into New Orleans as a category five. And so there were these buildings that were these 90 degree angles. And so like wind will cause a vortex effect and it blew all the glasses glass out. And then so you would see furniture from the 12th floor that had been sucked out yep. of the hotel down on the ground. And I was afraid that that was going to be my body there. So we was a little nervous, but it ended up being nothing. The worst thing that happened is that there was one time when we were in the pool and it started raining. And so we just gathered under a palm tree and was like, well, we'll just wait. Because the, so, the, the rain but, squalls yeah. never lasted more yeah. than like five minutes. It's like, shh, you're like and oh, it's hot again. The way everything went down was like, if no one had told you that there was a hurricane, you would have just thought it was just a rainy day in Florida with intermittent... You would have just thought it was, you know, it, intermittent periods of uh, sun and rain in Florida. You know, the wind never. What's up, Mike? Hey, Mike. I got the gayest outfit for your wedding, baby. <laughs> you're going to you're going to live wedding. Hmm. ASOS. That's Look all I'll say. Look at there, Mike. Oh, this is awkward. So anyway, so um, we went out. Uh. We went to um, Al George's Alibi, right? So we're sitting there having dinner. I've been to. I just cannot. Re I've been to this place. I just got. I cannot remember it. To save it's my the life. place with the swings. It's in the gay neighborhood. Uh, it's like a little. It's in the parking lot. So there's like Alibi and a couple of gay ass stores, a Thai restaurant, another two or three gay ass stores, and then on the L, there's like a big club called Hunter. It used to be called Boom. I got to see. And you do, on Thursday night, uh, so whenever I go to Fort Lauderdale, I always make it so that I arrive in time to go to, um, <laughs> he said, don't look at him like that. Like uh, what, Mike? Like what? It was, uh, they have these uh, quart-sized mason jar uh, Long Island iced teas for $3. Okay. So, anyway, so we're sitting there having our iced teas and chilling, and this guy keeps looking at us. And... He was looking at me and he was looking at Orion. Okay. And I uh, was like, hey, how's it going? So he that ta he takes that as his cue to come over. And then he really, he's one of those, he, he was a totem. More, more on the autumn side, but you know, he was trying his best to uh, top uh, Orion at the table. Meanwhile, I'm like, you should just come back to our hot tub and, you know, get in the tub and take all your clothes off. And he's like, he went from over the course of the night, I can't do that because I'm a lawyer. I got trial in the morning and we, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm condensing yeah. the story, you know, to. So uh, what time y'all going to leave the club and to I can't wait to get in y'all hot tub. It's <laughs> like, girl, you did he go have, back? Did he go hell, back? hell no, because he went from. He went from delightfully tipsy. You playing. You, you fucking playing. No, girl. He went from delightfully tipsy to uh, completely fucked up and about to be choked out by Orion in Hunters in oh. 45 minutes. Well, like, at some point, Orion was like, get away from me. It was he he because he, he was really trying it at some point. So and so like while he's getting progressively drunker and 
more belligerent. I'm looking at Orion. I was like, you know, I'm gonna fuck you up when we get home, right? Huh? I'm going to fuck you up. And then so he would say something. He was like, well, if you was a real man, you, he was like, listen, I'm I'm a good bitch. You know, I can take whatever you can dish out. And he was like, yeah, you know what? You know, I could do you. Meanwhile, I'm like, sit down, sit. I'm saying to the dude, sit it down. Yes, he was a lot. Mm. Friday, I... Uh, so no one got his card, right? He doesn't know who all y'all are. Y'all don't have to look forward to him trying to reach out to y'all. Oh, I'm God. sorry. Okay. I gave him my card. Y'all have, you have fun with that. I can block that bitch. I mean, he, I, that, he probably hey, lost the card or whatever. Hey, I'm just I, I'm looking out for y'all. I'm going to be like, okay. when he calls... And his name, of course, is Travis. And so when he ca- if and when he calls, I'm going to be like, I don't know that... I'm gonna be like, who is this? Travis. Oh yeah, I, tra- I don't block. Yeah. So yes, we'll we'll that'll be easy enough to deal with. So Friday, Locked. we um you know we, people you know went about their own devices a bit, and I decided it was time for you know for a whole night. Yeah, so, you did have like the uh, Le Sex Club Chronicle. Le Sex Club. Le Sex Club. So uh, there are three three ob- observations that I make. First of all. You know, I've told you about uh, the way Le Sex Club is laid out. You know, there's all sorts of rooms and stuff. But the favorite room is the orgy room where they have the big round padded platform. And there were pass around party bottoms, cum dumps, slammers. It's called okay, slammers. I haven't been to that one. Okay. I was like, I haven't been to that one. Okay. Uh, but there, so there's cum dumps stationed all around this platform. So there's like maybe 12 cum dumps around the platform. And you know, Okay. I'm serv- wait, 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 wait. You all can call in and ask questions. Like, this is the time for you all to call in. Yes, I just want please. you all to know. 240-719-2560. So this, you can call in and, and ask, ask questions, questions yes. about anything. So at any time. So please feel free to call. So, you know, I come in and I survey the room because, you know, I don't... I mean, I do stick my dick in, in any hole, but, you know, not immediately. You know, I That's wanted to... So- Classy, exactly. So So I wanted to like survey the room, and I noticed that you know there were like people who were just like literally fucking everyone in term, but there was one person that nobody was fucking, and I don't know, I don't know why, because he had a nice body. Crazy, listen, and and, and shit on the kids, right? No, and that was it because (laughs) I'm like, it. Not that you have to choose a particular body type, but. You know, he was, you know, not, he was not very skinny. He just had like a nice little body. Right. You know, there were bodies of all types. So people were like, there was at least three or four dudes. It was like, I'm gonna fuck you. 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 Not you. I'm gonna fuck you. I'm gonna fuck you. And like, everybody was like passing him by. So I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. She look crazy or she shitty? She got shitty kitties. So, <laughs> so we just, we, we only, we, it's one or two. Right. So, however, whatever. More than likely, she got shitty kitty. Right. Whatever it is, I'm not, I was like, I'm out. And there's probably no shower. She didn't take none. So, she, whatever she got going on, she probably still smell like shit. Right. Shitty kitty. But that's, that's just my opinion. So, that's just my uh, opinion. observation number two. You know, there's always the lurker at Le Sex Club. Listen. And the lurker is the one that waits for you to get it in, you know, and while you are getting it in, they get in their life watching. And, and trying listen, to sneak listen, on the slide. I'm fine with you uh, no, I have a looking. With that. I have a problem with that. My problem is, you know, so I'm going to touch you. 
but not. No. Um, if you're if you're looking at anything, you're participating, and that's it. So you know, I so finally after making sure to avoid you know you know the uh, shitty kitty, the leper or whatever the fuck was wrong with him, shitty kitty. You know, I found the first person that I'm going to fuck, and so while I'm fucking, I feel this hand like on my. Ch- I know I you like it. I got, I got magic fingers. You like that? No, then. I just yes, feel violated. Just the idea, like, Ooh. yeah, t- yeah, yeah, Ooh. and like, yeah. And I'm like, so then while I'm thrusting in and out of this person, I feel his hands on my balls, and I'm like, yo. So <laughs> I'm like, the fuck. And I, he was doing that you to have a like. Name? I mean, you want to grab a, like. A, <laughs> and here's the thing. No. Can you just grab a ball? Like you want? It like, wasn't. Name, no. Or? Okay. Well, he wasn't. Like he wasn't even the sex club fuckable. Just, you know, listen, there are people that you'll date, people that you'll fuck, and people that you'll be like, well, it's a sex club. Their hole is available, so let's do this. He was not in any of those categories. He wasn't even in a, um, like, if you ever go to the big boy the big boy parties where there's like the job of the hut that's sitting on the edge of the bed and just sucks every random dick that comes by, yep. he was about about like that. And it didn't have anything to do with the fact that he was a big he dude, just but he just looked. Yeah. He just looked. He just looked. So that was. So Over don't be anything, don't yeah. be that bitch. Observation sex club uh, uh le sex club observation number three. I'm going to speak to all of you who uh, profess to be tops. I still you and you. And you, and you, and you. I need you to clean your ass. If you need to douche, that's fine. But at a minimum, you need to let hot water and soap. (laughs) Not just hit the side, but you need to like, like get to second base on yourself. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, you need to be clean because with every clap, you will just... Fanning that unwashed booty fuck <laughs> into the room. And you know, it's a million people in there, so it's already, and it's Florida, so it's, it's already, already hot. hot. Yeah. And so what we don't need is to feel hot booty funk. Hot booty funk or smell hot booty funk, you know, in the room. So those are my sex club, uh, sex club observations. So that, that was, the body count was three. Then I met a dude uh, all weekend or just for that one evening. That was that one evening. I was like, you are getting old and you're slowing down. What is wrong with you? I mean, I, had a, I mean, we were, we also That's went to okay. the beach and I did can, other can, stuff too. You know, it's what for for Lauderdale's one of them places like it's it's, it's like everywhere. such a buffet till you like y'all were every y'all went to Hall of the Beach. No, we didn't need to because we got a pool in our tub there. But we oh, did still. go to the beach right down the street because Orion hadn't been. It's the because he was he the last time he was there. Him and Elimination didn't get to go to the beach because it was uh, raining hard the whole weekend. So, but we didn't need to go to Hallover Beach because we had it's a pool in the hot tub where we could the, be. It's the clothing optional beach. I like that one. But that was too far of a drive, and I then know. we were having periods of intermittent rain. So we went to the beach that was right down the streets because if it if it rained, we hadn't really invested in like an hour to get there and then an hour to get back. So you know, Sunday night. Uh, I was chatting with this guy. Not top booty crust. (laughs) Exactly. And he was going to, um, this dude wanted me to come over and do all this stuff. And he was hot and heavy in, you know, borderline, uh, like pressed, 
like for me to come over, but he was cute, so I was letting it slide. But then, so we were supposed to supposed Lots to hook passes. like nine, like nine p.m. So when I got home, when I finally woke up from my nap and everything, it was like five after nine, or it was like eight forty-five. I was like, so I'm not going to be there at nine. So I was like, as soon as I can be there at nine thirty, he was like, that's fine. Or ten o'clock is even fine. So, and then so here's my thing. I always ask for the address up front because see, to me, that's like a like if you bullshit, if you ain't bullshit, if you bullshitting, then you don't give your address out. And so he didn't give me his address right away. So I'm just sitting there chilling. I eventually pulled out my, uh, I had a couple of more donuts and some ice cream. And so I was about to be like, ain't nothing happening. Then, um, he messaged me at like nine 45. Cause remember I'm supposed to leave at be there at his place at 10 o'clock. Then he, and you know, then he, and he calls, he's like, yeah, I gotta go help my boss, you know, with some shit, you know, plywood, storm and he had like an accident so i like barely understood what the fuck he was saying but i understood the language of love meaning i wanted to get my booty banged out so i understood all of that but now he was like you know it'll take me like 20 minutes 20 30 minutes maximum that hole called me like 1105 by that time i had eaten uh i had had several big scoops of ice cream and i was 100 percent over it at that point so i was like he was like are you still coming over and i was like no, because it finally at 1105, he sent me his address. So I feel like he, you know, got some pre dick and wanted some more dick or whatever. But now it's like an hour and a half since we were supposed to have met up. And it's so, 11 o'clock. Right. So I was like, I'm not coming over. And then he was like, really? And I was like, no, whatever. But then some other dude hit me up on Scruff. It's a cute little 50 year old white guy like this tall. I like the pocket game. Yeah, he was, he was, like he was definitely a pocket gay. Like and he had a nice hairy front, nice smooth ass, and I, like I wore gay. him the fuck out. He came to you. Mm-hmm. See, that's even better. And see, that's what I did. And so, yeah. right, I had to get dressed. I had to do nothing. Like, uh, you know. I'm just here. If you come in and it's you Right, and I was like, well, let me take a shower. He was like, don't take a shower. Whatever you do, don't take a shower. I was like, even better. I could show up my whole with my whole day funky ass and everything. So, you know, he loved all of that. And so my body count for the weekend overall was four. So, okay. And I was there for four days. So my flight, but Sunday while we were at brunch, my flight got canceled for Monday because one of our brothers uh, works at Fort Lauderdale airport, not as not for an airline, but actually for the airport. And so, you know, he got called away during uh, our brunch to, you know, cause they had like conference calls and stuff. And he was like, yeah, the airport is going to close tomorrow at noon. And the moment he said that I got a, an email update from Southwest, your flight has been canceled. Like, so I what? called, got a, I booked on a flight that was, would have just been getting back like f- six o'clock today. Okay. But then when they reopened the air, when I, when we found out from him, that the airport was going to be reopened at noon on Tuesday, that Monday night after the date left, um, I called Southwest because I knew if I waited, my ass would have been out of luck. So I did. I finally caught a flight uh, Tuesday. So we just spent the extra day in did paradise. Did you want to catch a, a, a was it a, a direct flight or did you have to do a layover somewhere? No, I, 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 I was willing to wait because our flight didn't leave until like 8 o'clock. Okay. Yesterday evening, because that was the last direct flight. Okay. Because I, you know, with all this hurricane and shit, you know. Just get me home safely. I don't care. Give me home safely, end. but get me home safely with all of my shit. And, you know, my thing is working for the airport now. I see how they do with these tilt trays and how to, 
you know, the more people handle your bag, the more it's got to move from path yep. to path, mm -hmm. you know, the more chance it'll get lost. So I wanted my I wanted to put my bags on one, one plane yep. and then get the fuck off and my luggage come with me. And I always realize that I always talk about when there's if there's a layover, mm -hmm. if that layover is anything less than an hour and a half, I'm so evil and worried that my bags are not going to make it. Yeah. Two hours, I'm good. Hour so, and a half, nope. It's not. What I like about, um, I think United does this, and I know Delta does it. If you have the Delta app, you'll get like a push notification when your baggage is on the plane. Because oh, they scan okay. each bag. So I, the last time I flew Delta, I'm sitting in my seat. And, you know, I got a pop-up notification, your bag, you know. I don't think I've ever seen that. Your, your bags are, well, I was in first class, so. Oh yeah, well, I, yeah, I don't. But I don't. I honestly don't think it was that. I think it because it, it didn't appear to be like a special notification. Yeah, no, I mean, it was you just, could uh, just sign up for it, and but still, I didn't, I didn't I, even sign up for it. It just it Delta, just seemed to be what it was. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't even. And um, I can't remember last time I flew Delta. It was. It, I think it's probably because I had the app and I checked in on the app and did okay. everything, and so they were able to associate that. So yeah, so I like that. So that gave you that gives you some guarantee that you know your bags are there uh with you okay so overall we had an absolutely wonderful time like i said if no one had told you it was a hurricane coming you would have just thought it was a rainy florida right. day we got in the hot tub and the pool every day it didn't really impact anything that we were planning to do because i really had no interest in going to Hallover beach not because i don't want to go but we was you go to all over beach because it's a nice area where you can get in the pool and a hot tub well you can get in the ocean and it's warm and you can be naked right but you get all of that by the pool and you ain't got to drive an hour find a place to park get some an umbrella of, and all of, the of that sites so. are actually good at on some of the sites so. are quite festive, yeah, so I, so, you, know, you know that's the I first, do go every first now and again I've seen, i think i've seen every body piercing i'd ever thought about getting on people that day yes. at the beach and so it was really nice you know i this is you know not the body shame at all but Whatever it is that you think is wrong with your body, if you think you're too skinny, there's somebody skinnier on the beach. Oh, yeah. If you think you're too fat to take all your clothes off at the beach, there is somebody way fatter than you on yeah. the beach. And just walking around, just living their fucking life. Yeah, so what you realize life. is that, you know, yes, people are looking, but only the most, the kind of people who would like really comment and be shady wouldn't come to that kind of beach because no. you're not it's 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 not a I mean, yes the people some occasionally do people people do carry on but 90 to 95 percent of the people are not carrying on bring that number down a little bit it's probably not 90 95 percent of people it's probably more like 70 out in the open now because I, I have stayed there at dusk and carried it's a whole different yes yes at dusk and so, yeah, that number does go down because we're yes. not counting the people that are carrying in the water. And or the bushes that you actually walk over towards. Yes. So 65% of the people, but even those people aren't there. No, I've never been there a single time and had people be like, look at his fat ass. I mean, I've never no. heard anything like that. So I would encourage everyone to go to do that well, and uh, we're already planning for next year to for a, a more fabulous abode and you know you're coming so 
yes, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had the opportunity. Our, our bar night was Friday night, which was actually really well. It went really well. Oh, good, because uh, we I forgot a, to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, it, it, went, it, went, it went really well. We were down to Green Lantern. It was actually, mm-hmm. you know, well attended. Mm-hmm. Um, we can always have more people, but it was well attended. So mm-hmm. thanks, to everybody, thanks to all the brothers that came out um, and all the people that came out to support us. So we really appreciated it. Uh, you guys coming out and having a good time. So yes. um, we look forward to some, we look forward to future events with you guys coming out. Um, we made a cute little coin. And so, That's good. But yeah, but anyway, but on on Monday, we were able to go to the, I'm sorry, on Sunday, they had this, the House Music Festival in Baltimore. I am so mad. That was the one thing that I'm mad that I missed this but weekend. But then on Monday was the House Music in, Ma- in Malcolm X Park in D.C. Trevor posted that, and I was like, them bitches was getting their fucking life. I was and wait, so mad. So we were out there, so it, I, we decided to um, we decided to catch an Uber from mm-hmm. uh, 007. So 007, Deviant, and myself, we, we go to hey, Uber. Hey, Romulan. Hey, and we, hey, we, we head Nardo. out to the park. We get out to the park and we're out there and I bumped into uh, Boss and so I told you the guy that was with Boss was like, you know, hey, he was like, look at my, he's like, my my weather thing is showing it's supposed to rain in like 15 minutes. I was like, whose weather thing is that accurate? And I was like, okay, well, whatever. Thanks for the information. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I'm sitting there probably about maybe 20, 25 minutes. It was like we felt the first couple drops of sprinkles. And then all of a sudden. And I was boosh. like, no, but it wasn't. So at mm-hmm. that point, it was like. 007 and Demon was like, well, we out of here. And I was like, okay. So I was, you know, you stand there, it's that pre-music that kind of gets you a little, you get get you a little amped up, but not really amped. Mm-hmm. And so, but you know how I get when I get amped up, like, right. get out of my way. So I was just kind of, I wasn't quite amped. So I was like, oh, it's raining. We said if it's raining, we're going to leave. And I was like, all right, fine. So we decided to walk from that side of the park to the other side of the park to get to the car and then go down the stairs and mm-hmm. jump in the car and leave. Baby, by the time I got to the other side of the park, all I heard was, dun, dun. I was like, ah! <laughs> you run back. But I was like, no! But I was riding with three of us, so I was like, okay. I was like, mm-hmm. come on. I How long mad. did y'all stay? We, we were out there for probably maybe two and a half, maybe three hours. That's still a good, that's a good but, little Yeah, bit but the time. music was, it was just starting to get good. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, but it was good. I mean, seeing a bunch of faces I hadn't seen in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, some, this is going to sound so awful when I say this, but I saw some people, I was like, you're still alive. Like that was kind of the look on my face, mm-hmm. but I was kind of like, I'm glad to see you. And then somebody else was like, it's just good to see you. And I'm like, well, it's good to see you too, Lou. Like, well, God bless your ministry, yeah. ho. So, but I mean, it was it was a fun time. Shout out to uh, Deviant and Double. Oh, and also, our uh, our brother is now he uh, has a new thug in his life. Who? Deviant. Oh. I'm sorry, he got a little piece of trade in his life. So oh. He got a new trade in his life. Oh. When, when you when you see him, ask him about the trade in his life. I, I will. I will probably see him this weekend at Ask some point. Yes. If not, I'll just text him and say, Ask what about, about the trade? trade? Right. Ask about the trade. But other than that, it was a great weekend. Um, good. good. Um, Ugly Mug was fun. Uh, we did karaoke there. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Had a good time. Um, their wings. At the Ugly Mug? Are they good? They have these boneless wings. Mm-hmm. There's no need to even buy order a separate uh, small order. Just order the, just order mm-hmm. the, 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 the big one. It's... Thank you, Ugly Mug. All right. Well, then I'll go to Ugly Mug just so I can get these fucking wings. Thank you, Ugly Mug. Because, you know, right now my new my new spot, my new favorite spot, any time of the day or night, is Nando Perry Perry. Really? Really. I love their boneless chicken breast with the spicy garlic sauce and the macho peas. Ah, <laughs> the peas. Ah. I love it with the mint and the, uh, ah, they are delicious to me. Ah, <laughs> 
and I love the hummus. The hummus, the hummus when the hummus is warm, and you put the little spicy sauce on it with the, some uh, some cucumbers and vegetable slices. That's, that is delicious. To Listen, me. <coughs> I'm here for it, that, that the healthiness of it, but the then the peas. Nope. All right, so uh, Steel Toe is going to join us uh, next week to talk about uh, the Leather Heart Foundation auction. We're running short, so we'll talk about that. We've got a lot to talk about. Well, yes, we do. We can jump in. Yeah. Yeah, we got this and this. We we do, but. This I don't really care about, but. Oh, you know, I didn't see this yet. It comes out. We'll get to that. Okay, all right, all right. So, Leather Heart Foundation. The Leather Heart Foundation provides emergency relief funds for members of the kink BDSM community in times of need. Applicants can receive financial report for medical, legal, and other emergencies like a rent crisis or natural disaster. Members of the community donate to ensure that someone that when someone needs support, it's there. And the Souls with Heart volunteer program is comprised of bootlegs who collect, restore, and sell leather goods to support the Leather Heart Foundation, as well as spreading the word about how people can support or provide support. And it's directed by Bumper Bootleg. Steel Toe the Bootleg has been volunteering since the beginning of the year, and this is going to be his first fundraiser for the organization. Now, to learn more about the, the Leather Heart Foundation, you go to the leatherheart.org website to find out about the leather auction, which actually the, the preview started as of the 1st. Mm-hmm. The live bidding starts on September 8th, and then Steel Toe is going to be on the show to talk about the, the um, auction itself on the 11th, yes. so next Wednesday. <clears throat> but in order to view the things that are on the um, that are up for sale, you can go to www.32.auctions.com forward slash SWH underscore fall underscore auction 2019. That I'm sure that's a lot and, and I will repeat it, but it's www.32.auctions.com forward slash S as in Sam, W as in whiskey, H as in Hydra underscore fall underscore auction 2019 bam so let's see what's happening here what's so let's mention some of the other stuff before we get to because we're going to be talking about about this one and the the second story too (laughs) so dave Chappelle, his new netflix special i'm over her now did you see it no oh my god i have no interest in watching no you listen i'm sorry let me back up dave Chappelle, this is his fifth Netflix special, I think it is. Something like that. This, there's been so much flack on Facebook about this, about this special. People are calling him a homophobe, they're calling him a transphobe, they're calling him this, they're calling him that. I am encouraging you to go and watch this, this movie because it is, uh, this, this stand-up routine, it is probably one of those things where if you like Dave Chappelle, you'll love everything about this because his humor is everything. Even when he had the Chappelle show I wasn't really a fan then because my my maturity level it wasn't my humor wasn't there. This is everything now that's going on, and when I say he is an equal opportunity, make fun of. So all the flack that people have been talking about, saying he's you know he's tr- uh, you know uh, transphobic and this that, and the other. Listen, it is comedy, people, comedy, and there's a time and place and a context in which you do all things. For me, I thought it was funny. For some, you might be upset. But I'm looking at it as just comedy. That's just that's just my thing. But I I am gonna say if you ask me, I say go and watch it. I'm gonna recommend that you actually take a look at it. I'm just saying. I don't think you will not be entertained. I'm sure there will be parts that I laugh at. But I just think that you know, like sexual abuse is like a is like a thing. 
and everything that he mentions was a thing. And there's a weight, and all of it carries a weight and a stigma with all of those things. However, I think that, and, and this is just my opinion, I believe that there are some people, many people, who get through trying times with comedy. Yeah, some levity to a situation, I should say. In, and for for so for me, in order for me to find it redeeming, you have to say something, even if it's like for shock value. And then bring it back to some sort of a salient point. You just can't say uh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson accuses. I don't believe these motherfuckers. But then, you know, you can. You got to bring it back somehow. So, I believe you, and, mm-hmm. I, and I understand what you're saying. Um, not that I didn't believe you. I understand what you're saying. But yeah. as you watch the show, you you will we'll you will see. miss that mm-hmm. if you're not paying attention because he does do that with the ma- the majority of the stuff he talks. All right, about. I'll check it out. So I, I'm just that's just my. It's on Netflix, so that give me a moment. That's my to, recommendation to check it out. Garcelle Beauvais and who the fuck is Sutton Strack? Right, exactly. Let's be clear. I, of course, we know who Garcelle Beauvais is. She's uh, going to be on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's like I. Right. So listen for you, for you, for those of you that don't remember, she was the she was uh, on the Jamie Foxx show. <laughs> she played uh, the his fancy? love interest. I think What's her name, her name was, was fancy. fancy or something. Like that? And she was also in Coming to America as well. She was one of the, uh, the flower, flower, yeah, but one of the flower women. I also remember, remember her as uh, she was in the video with R. Kelly and Ronald Isley. Remember, she was uh, uh, down low. She was the chick that. R. Kelly this was having the affair with, and you know, I'm he. Doing Mr. Right, and then at some the point. Exactly. And, uh, like, <coughs> he was having a, she was having an affair with uh, R. Kelly, and then Ronald Isley found out and she got beat up. But she just, before she got beat up in the video, she was just, you know. Wait, she, wait, I, I just always thought of her, like, as, you know, one, like, if I ever was with a woman, she might be one of the ones that I was like, I just thought she was just so beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. I, actually, I mean, was, is, you know, well, so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. I Just like I always thought Kenya Moore was beautiful until I started listening to her person, like her personality. I did. I thought she was, a, I thought she was attractive. I didn't really know much about her. her. And if I get, so here's, Kenya Moore, just got, to look at Kenya Moore got bad skin. She, but again, <laughs> so from a distance, which she I, I don't, you know, we're done with oh, that. Okay. So, she you know, from great. a distance, I mean, you know, from the stage, and with in makeup 1990 on. or whatever that was, yeah, so yeah, was she was beautiful. Ago. I was like, okay, I thought she was a beautiful woman. Yeah. So, Hustlers, has that come out yet? It comes out on the 13th. And I am excited about Oh, good. This. I can go see that wa- yes. while I'm in um, yes. Durham for the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> we're back at this wedding thing again? We are. Mike, we're back at this we wedding are back at the. We are back at the wedding. Mike, I hope you are watching this. I hope you have an enjoyable wedding. I'm sure he is. He ain't thinking about you. I'm just saying. All right. So Dave Chappelle. All right. So now I saw this earlier and I wanted, uh, I said, we definitely need to talk about this. So conversion therapy, the headline is conversion therapy group founder comes out as gay and apologizes. The founder of one of the nation's largest conversion therapy program who spent thousands, who spent thousands, who spent decades Leading the organization now says he is gay, apologizing for his role in the practice. His name is McCray Game, who founded and led Hope for Wholeness in South Carolina, publicly announced he was gay in early June, more than two years after the organization's board of directors abruptly fired him. 
I'm not going to read through all Listen. of this bullshit that he said, you know, but I am not a fan usually of public shunning, but we should shun this girl. I, listen, I feel like that episode of Will and Grace where Elton John was on there was like, you keep fucking around and I will ban you from every the gay gym mafia. Let me yes. tell you something. The gay mafia is needs real. to get it together and ban this girl from every circuit party. Y- y'all know who Kimberell is or who she was? Right. Exactly. Gay mafia. Right. Y'all need to ban this girl from every gym, every six club, every pride, every IML, MAL, uh, every gay cruise, everything. Shun this girl, fucker. Because he, here's the thing: these, you know, for me, letter G on his. He head. always knew he was gay. This isn't, you Scarlet know. I, I would have more sympathy for him if he was like a 22 year old who was like a counselor and decide, you know, came out as gay. This dude is 51 years old, yeah. and so he ain't just discovered he was gay <coughs> last year. He was hypocritically. Taking these poor young men, women, and gender non-conforming people who who were maybe not, they probably weren't confused about who they were. Their parents were confused and society didn't make a place for them. And he knew that what he was touting was bullshit. And you are adding to the, the almost three quarters of a million people that that are that have been put through some sort of conversion therapy right which is ridiculous in and of itself and absolutely ridiculous the hypocrisy the hypo- it's so to me i could even be willing to forgive him if he was well his thing if he was straight and said you know after years of meeting these kids i realized that there is nothing wrong with them there's no need for conversion sca- therapy he was sitting in the chair, you know, telling these kids that they're terrible when he all the, all the time should have been on the same side with them. So, you know, to me, that was there's no epiphany. And let me tell you why his ass got fired. Now, this is purely speculation on the part of Dominion Onyx. But if, if his ass did not resign and he abruptly got fired, he was caught doing something with one of these kids that he wasn't supposed to be doing if they supposed to be in this ex-gay or conversion therapy movement. I guarantee you, because there is no way that if he had been in this movement for decades and been in this organization and the board just abruptly fires him after two years, he did some shit that they're keeping under the cover and whoever did it, you know, whoever he did it to got some sort of a payoff. And listen, I'm not even mad at you, girl. Get your coin, you know, get out of this. I hope you are happy and gay and you know, found some like legitimate therapy that helped you work with whatever issue, work through whatever issues that you were working. I'm talking about the person that he molested allegedly that I just made up. I have no idea. But what other reason do you think he would what there would be for him to abruptly be dismissed from an organization that he was a part of for decades? I don't fucking care. I think what I'm more so concerned about mm-hmm. is the fact that this man mm-hmm. has had these people go through this program that have had these these thoughts, mm-hmm. these fears that I'm sure that this grown 51-year-old man has had at some particular point, mm-hmm. and he has pressed on and preyed on them and actually used this to their advantage mm-hmm. or to his advantage to actually make that person feel worse. That's the part that I'm stuck on. And it's, it's, that's, it's, that's the part it's, that I'm stuck it's on. It's the same thing as, you know, a young gay man going to his pastor to and ask saying for guidance, or for guidance and next thing you know, he's 
he's being molested. Right. You know, so to me, this is just as bad as that because again... And or being shunned and told that you are absolutely wrong, you're an abomination, and you need to kill yourself. And, you know, I'm the only person that you can talk... It's, it's classic molestery, victim-blaming behavior by isolating these people in this conversion therapy center and location, and yeah. then now, you know, you're taking advantage of... Again, I have no concrete proof that he molested anybody. This is merely circumstantial evidence based on not my personal experience, but what I've observed about just things in general. Anytime, gay, straight, any sort of organization, when you've been, <coughs> like, a, like, if you, if, like if you're a politician and you just resign out of the blue you're after 30 something. years of being, you know, the senator from South Carolina, I'm just making up a state. If you... Even though that is the state that Lindsey, Lindsey Graham is the senator from. I swear to God, that's not where I was going with it. But if you were the senator for 30 years and now all of a sudden you just out of the blue resign, I'm going to think you did something. And I'm like, well, we just need to wait for the news cycle to hit because in the next. So what, so is, are, are we having are we placing the bet that there's going to be somebody that's going to come to the forefront and say that they were molested? Oh, most definitely. Him? Because okay. now that the story is out. Yeah. Cause you know, like a lot of times these these um, like these hush money agreements stipulate that neither party can talk about the shit. That's true. And you know, but once the molester or whoever is to blame talks about it, then you usually feel free to talk about it. And when that they say true. we want our money back, well, be like, well, he talked, he talked about, about it first. It, so. so you know, I mean, I, so yeah, I think now. Because it, it he that happened two years ago in June of 2017 that he was fired, but we haven't heard about this story until now. And he has made a Facebook post talking about all of this stuff. So now that opens the door, and I encourage you. Now him, whoever this young boy is or man, we will. I definitely won't shun you because you're just a you're 100 percent the victim or gender non-conforming gender non-conforming person you are 100 percent of the victim in this case so listen i i would I, love to hear what you guys think you know again feel free to call in now or anytime 240-719-2560 or you know hit us on facebook or whatever to hear what you guys think about it i just for me like again you are literally you are one of the therapy leaders, mm-hmm. and um, I just I find that it's an abuse of trust. It's 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 very abuse. It's very much so an abuse of trust. And you have just you have you have manipulated someone. You have ruined someone's psyche almost. Several people uh, or several adults oh. now. Hey Tyra, you know we love you, love. I, I know hey, you got a lot going on mm-hmm. with your life, you know, and you know we are here for you. And thank you for. Uh, tuning in you know we love you baby yes tyra and you are friends with someone that i know very well and we'll talk about that afterwards yeah i can't so, remember yeah. right now but anyway <laughs> you were saying um but yeah i just I, i'm still stuck on that because again that's the that is the worst possible thing from a therapist's perspective or from a therapy perspective that mm-hmm. person is in power that's a complete and total abuse of power mm-hmm. and you have now scarred that particular person and if he was in a ther- if he was leading these therapy sessions um which therapy sessions number one that's the that's a that's a that's a joke 
because at some particular point they were actually using electroshock therapy on were these kids. Were they? Not, um, no, in conversion therapy. Yes, and I was not, going to get to yeah, that, but please. Not please, this please, article. Please, no, please, not please on this article. On that. But you know, it, you, they do torture, like, like you're waterboarding, all kinds of shit. Have them to no longer be gay. Like mm -hmm. you are becoming. You you are it's making like them a terrorist. Shit. Yeah, like you're making them. You are become. You're believing that they're a terrorist, and you're trying to antagonize them to get information out of them. Not even antagonize them, but you're torturing them to get the information out of them, mm -hmm. so that they will no longer. So they will admit that they are no longer gay, or or say that they're no longer gay, so that they can get out of this particular torture chamber. This, uh, mm, you know, I I just, I would love for. I would love to see how this will play out going forward if this man has children mm -hmm. or someone else that's close to him um, and he gets to watch this and, and, and see this to go through, see someone that he cares for. I hope things. he doesn't have any children. I, I hope I he know. has not visited his foolishness on any other generation. I hope his bloodline dies with him. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. But His particular bloodline, I'm not putting, casting any aspersions on you know anyone else in his family, but you know usually that kind of shit it runs in family. So well, the rest yeah. of his family is probably like that too. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I'm just having a problem with that. So uh, what's his name? Merck McCray Game. McCray Game. Shame on you. Uh, and I'm, I'm like shunning a, you. You know what that sounds? That sounds like a character from like The Bold and the Beautiful. McCray Game. <laughs> yes. Starring. Dexter Malloy as McCray Game. Yeah. He's played the conversion therapist that actually knew he was gay all along and wanted to come along and spend <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah. uh, right, or, or Dynasty. Like on Dynasty, he tried to convert. Steven goes to conversion therapy. Call his name. McCray Game. <laughs> exactly. And giving you the gayest face. Wait. Giving you the <laughs> gayest face. Do it one more time. Star well, one more time, one more time. Starring Dexter Dexter Jones as McCray Game. <laughs> exactly. That is the face. Listen. So uh we've got a few a uh, few more minutes. So there's you know <coughs> LeBron James has this online thing. I think it's online or maybe it's on Netflix or something. Uh called uh, it is about barbershop where People sit, you know, where mostly black men. I've not watched any uh, ep any episode, but I've read about this. Got <coughs> any water? Okay, come on. S swallow some spit. Keep going. I'm listening. Uh, and so he has this show. It's it's set in the barbershop because allegedly this barbershop is a safe space. And so this is the documentary. I think so or something. So it was it's LeBron and in this particular one it was several other Negroes, Kevin Hart, and they were interviewing Lil Nas X. And it was about <sighs> him being gay. And basically they gaslighted this boy and <coughs> I've not seen it, but from the description of it, they said Lil Lil Nas. Lil Nas okay, X. just let it go. Just let it go. It's a generational thing. I let it go. His Why has everybody got to be Lil? You know, just he just can be Nas. Okay, Lil Nas X. I'm just gonna, you know, he's on the show talking about, and then, and then he was like, like Lil Bow Wow, Lil, Rome, Lil Romeo. Yeah, but not as cute. <laughs> that's that's a whole separate issue for me. Because uh, I just don't see it. I feel like he's cute because he's famous. Like Lil but Mama. if he was like Lil Nas, you know, the mailman, you'd just be like, fuck away from me, Lil Nas. Like Lil Mama. 
Exactly. But uh, I'm dying here. <clears throat> he would. Um, he's talking about. He's telling his truth. You know his journey, and um, they're almost like badgering and haranguing this young brother about you know why he felt it was important to come out. And he was like, well, you know, when you grow up in the hood, or, or you know. Why didn't he feel safe? You know, it's like when you're growing up in the hood, you know, you hear all this kind of stuff. And, you know, once he got into a position of power, he wanted to come out. And then Kevin Hart, Kevin fucking Hart, you know, the one that said that he would kill his son if his son turned out to be gay. He was like, but why is it important for you to come out? What is there for you to be afraid of? Fuck this dude. What? Let me back up. Did Kevin Hart say he would kill his son or did he say he would hit him over the head with a dollhouse? No, he said he would kill his son. Okay, I'm getting to I'm some contra- contradicting. That's what I'm asking. He I'm may have also that. said that, but listen, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty I'm just, sure I'm that asking. he said that he would kill his son if he turned out to be gay. And my point here is that, you know, you of all people would ask the question, well, why would you feel unsafe and why would you feel the need to be public about it? Well, you just said you would kill your son and you say it jokingly, but all them motherfuckers in your audience that was laughing along with you mm-hmm. were not joking. There's, and there's ample evidence that even in 2019 in the black community, there's plenty of men that would kill their son, not just for being gay, but for liking Barbie dolls or for crying too much or Listen. doing, you know, not performing masculinity and in here, the way that you know you just touched on something else here's another thing i was having a conversation with another friend about this about the whole masculine piece of growing up mm-hmm. in the black community mm-hmm. you as the male child regardless of if you are gay or not are still expected to continue on that legacy right. to have that child to make that line go on mm-hmm. now <clears throat> i will be very clear with because uh, i am the last of my clan there's no more after me. I don't have any children. I think that is great. All of my gay children oh, and my grandchildren. It's called The Shop on HBO, uh, Tyra Nicole said. It okay. says, swallow, epic swallow. I am, right, I'm trying to get it together. <laughs> I am the last. So there are no more after me. Mm-hmm. There will never be any more after me. And it just is what it is. Now I have other siblings and that's fine, but they are not a part of my clan. Right. So that that's just it. But it's sad because I had the same conversation with somebody who literally who's older than us that says, you know, my dad is really disappointed that I didn't have any kids. And he said that to me. And I was like, how? <coughs> I'm like, how are you feeling? It's like, well, I feel like a disappointment. And I was like, you're a grown ass man. How do you feel like a disappointment? But again, I get that, that sense of that sense of burden or that sense of responsibility that the family has put on you. I felt that because um, I don't have any kids. And so, you know, now that both of my parents are dead and I mean, you know, the unique blend that was and I can't speak for my sister. So, you know, uh, but the unique blend that was Stephanie and Charles. Right. That that's going to end. Right. With me. And I, I, my father never said anything about it, but I still felt the pressure. And again, zero from him because he never was like, I wish I had some grandkids. Now, if my mother was alive, I 100% guarantee you I would have got that from her. But, you know, I never did. But what was fun, what was annoying to me was how like straight black men particularly are so blind to things. 
um, and they talk about how some about how the barbershop should be a safe space. And I was thinking about it because I saw this article on the route and I was like, you know what? Part of the reason that I didn't go to the barbershop for 22 years. The conversation. I, I was like, I have no interest in sports. I have no interest in women. And we weren't just talking about how I like this, like this woman, you know, sorry for the women who don't know that this goes on. I'm not there for conversations. The most crass conversations about pussy and whatever. Listen, we talk about gay shit all the time. We do. do. I mean, I get that. So, you know, maybe it is a safe space for them, but it wasn't a safe space for anybody who wasn't, who was down yeah. for that. Yeah. And so it was, you know, if you were gay or if you were a black person, a black man that didn't perform masculinity in the way that they thought, maybe you were like a sensitive artist type or whatever, right. or you didn't care for like sports or to talk, you know, hotepery or all that other shit. And so that's why I stopped going. And the only reason I started going now is because I grew this beard. And 100%, if I hadn't met your barber, I probably would have cut that beard off after a while because I I was like, I don't want to, at this point in my well, life, I don't, and that's still well, a, yeah, its own say, issue, yeah. but it's shout not like to, it. Shout out to my, my barber. Right, but it's yeah. not like it was when I was a kid. Right. Because now, when they did go down this road to talk about how down. they, you know, one of the client, one of the clients was having this conversation. He said some shit about, you know, Obama going to go over to African countries and tell them uh, to, you know, you know, basically tell them to ban homosexuality and all this other shit. I was like, that absolutely did not happen. Right. It never happened. Because no. I'm, I'm 48 years old now and I don't give a fuck and I'll whoop your ass. I mean, you a 12 year old me couldn't have said the things that no, I said. That's not, that's not quite right. Like, right. Sit your ass down. At you. Right. But now at 40 years old, I feel more confident. So, yeah, that whole safe space bullshit is bullshit. It was kind of rough. It right. was kind of rough as a kid. But, it, you know, it was a necessary evil. Yeah. So uh, the BGKH show streams live on Wednesdays on www.voxwave.com from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern and 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific. Episodes are available on YouTube every Friday. Just search for Vox Power 373 and look for the BGKH show with Dominion and Epic. You can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes by, again, searching for Vox Power 373 and looking for the BGKH show with Dominion and Epic. If you are have some time, you're welcome to join us in the studio audience. We have room for one, two, three, four, you know, maybe five, six, if you go in seven. Yeah. Come, just, Ten at the come, most. If you come in there, we'll find a place for you. Right. You know, it's like, you know how you go over to your grandma's house and you're like, just pull up a, just just pull pull up up a folder. Just, yeah. Right. Just sit on Stand the edge. Stand in the corner. Sit on the edge. Right. Sit Don't do touch shit. Yeah. Anyway, and if you can't be in our audience, you're welcome to join us by calling in. And you can reach us at... Two four zero seven one nine two five six zero. One more again. Two four zero seven one nine two five six zero. So Epic, how can they get in contact with you? So you can find me on Facebook if you search for Epic Onyx. You can also find me on Instagram at I am Epic Onyx, and you can also find me on Twitter at Epic Onyx One. How can I reach you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Your Love for Me Has Only Made Me Love Me More. Dot com. No. <laughs> You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Dom Onyx, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dom Onyx, and www.domonyx.com. So next week, we will have a special guest calling in. Yes. And then the week after that, we are not going to be on the air. So we're going to be taking a little break because I got to go make money with the job that actually pays 
Just make money. Just a little 27 cent, but I, I need that 27 mm -hmm. cent. So. Fuck bitches. Right. Get so. money. But um, we had a good show tonight. So. Yeah, it was good as yeah. usual. Um, thank you all for listening, for viewing. Uh, yeah, we will see you next week. Bye. Mwah. Say we're back into the fucking groove now, baby, now get it. Say we're back into the fucking groove now, baby, now get it. Say we're back into the fucking groove now, baby, now get it. Say we're back into the fucking.